along with Julian's images of Christ's body, the feudal image of the Lord and servant stands as one of the two great political or social images in Julian's revelation. We might take these two ensembles of images as means of representing and structuring two different aspects of society. Employing Mary Douglas's terminology, we might see body images as related to the social group, the experience of a bounded social unit, and feudal images as related to the social grid, rules which relate one person to others. In other words, Julian's images of Christ's body have a particular relevance to questions of the boundaries of the social body, and, as I have argued in the previous chapter, Julian reads the transgression of Christ's body by the infinity of divine compassion as at least raising the question of where the boundaries which determine who is in Christ can be drawn. Her images of lordship, on the other hand, have a particular relevance to questions of relations of power and the fulfillment of roles within the society that is imaged as the body of Christ. Thus, it is to this image that we turn. The example of the Lord and servant, along with the related teaching on Christ as mother, constitutes Julian's most substantial addition to the short text. Indeed, it makes the long text not simply a revision or expansion of the short text, but a significantly different work. It, in a sense, becomes the centerpiece of both her text and of her life, as she spends at least the next twenty years, and possibly the entirety of her life, engaged in intense meditation on the showing. She writes that, The wonder of the example never left me, for I believed it was given to me in answer to my desire. Yet at that time I could not fully understand it so as to be comforted. This example is to her like a strange cipher that promises to answer her dilemma. Yet the answer does not come in a final deciphering of the example that renders a meaning but in the activity of deciphering itself. This activity initiates Julian into a particular practice of viewing the world that shapes her capacity to understand love as the meaning of the revelation, in such a way that a space of meaning opens up before her that is infinite and yet possesses a determinate shape. Remain in this, and you will know more in the same, but you will never know in this anything different without end. This space of meaning is not a space defined by static conceptual antinomies, wrath-slash-forgiveness, divinity-slash-humanity, substance-slash-sensuality, higher-doom-slash-lower-doom, but is rather a dramatic space. In seeking to comprehend the example of the Lord and servant, we will be led astray, as Julian was initially, if we fail to approach it as a drama in which the characters are, dramatis personae, possessed of identities that are dynamic and multiple. To freeze the action of the drama of redemption that Julian's revelation displays for us in this example is to misconstrue it. What Julian learns from her years of meditation is how to view the antimonies of theology as polarities that only appear in defining the space of this drama and setting its action in motion. Even the antinomies of master and slave are brought to a dramatic resolution in the exaltation of the servant by the Lord. And because the drama can never be resolved into a simple higher meaning, 
The humble lower realities of human history, politics, and bodily existence are never left behind, but only redeemed. 